Hey, this is Matt Stubbs from GA20. You're listening to Jay Scott on Hook Rocks. What's happening? What's going on? Welcome back to the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock media podcast. I'm your host, Jay Scott. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope everyone's getting their Christmas shopping in. We've got another couple weeks before Christmas is here. And uh, hopefully people are on the nice list instead of the naughty list, although being on the naughty list sometimes has its benefits. And uh, hopefully everyone gets to enjoy themselves with a couple weeks off. And if you're in the Midwest, hopefully everyone's staying warm. And, uh, you know, it's not too snowy out. We haven't had too much snowfall here in the Chicago area, but it will be happening soon. It, uh, you can guarantee it. We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a great network of music-related podcasts. Don't forget to follow them on all social media platforms like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pantheon Pods. And check out some of my friends at PantheonPodcast.com, like Tom and Zeus on the Shout Out Loudcast, number one rated KISS podcast. Ron and Esty, Carmen Apice, and Vinny Apice on the Hanging and Banging podcast. The great legendary DJ out in Boston, Mistress Carrie, the rock historian Martin Popoff, Chris and Aaron on Decibel Geek. They're getting gearing up for their rock and pod in Nashville coming up in March. So please check that out. And Mac on the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. The Florida, Florida, uh, gosh, the resident of Florida, the transient out in England. I think he's going to be moving from the UK too. I, I think he, uh, did mention that. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where he lands. Also want to mention some people outside Pantheon that I love listening to, like Brian and Jason on the all things blues and Southern rock podcast. Check that out. I just had Jason on for a great conversation. And we didn't really have any format to talk about. We just talked for almost two hours, and it was great. We mentioned a lot of bands we listened to, a lot of stuff about music. And we talked about 80s, bad 80s movies, but preferably or um, Sylvester Stallone movies that are just absolutely horrible, like Over the Top and Lock Up and Tango and Cash. Hope you enjoy it. We did. It was a lot of fun. So please uh, give that a listen. I'd like to mention the boys on the Itch Rock and Radio Show. Do a great job, as well as Pot of Thunder. They do an awesome job as well. And Bend and Scoop, who I do enjoy listening to. So check those four podcasts, as well as the Pantheon podcast podcast that I just mentioned. And don't forget to check out the Hook Rocks wherever you stream your podcast. And don't forget to set the app to automatic download so you get the latest episodes right to your phone. Got over 400 episodes. We've been doing this now for three and a half years. We're approaching 450, so uh, you can check out the new episode and all the previous episodes that we have. We've had some great episodes recently. Like I just mentioned Brian and Jason, 
some great new music spotlights with Jack's Hollow and many others as well. Um, always love having new bands. Georgia or GA20 was on. Uh, we had a couple concert reviews with Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown and Blackberry Smoke and the Judas Priest concert review back in February. But uh, some great shows, some great episodes, and look forward to doing more in 2023. So thank you very much for listening. And uh, the year is approaching, and or the end of the year is approaching. The new year is, is uh, upon us. And I wanted to do this episode now for the last couple of years, and I finally decided to pull the trigger on it. And I couldn't think of anyone better to do it with. And basically what it is is... Our top 10 and my guest's top 10 picks to really take the next step in 2023. We talk a lot about new bands on this podcast. Uh, we do a lot of showcases with new music spotlights. We talk about, you know, when I see them live and concert reviews, any chance we get to talk about new music, we do it because it really is a passion and it really is why we started this podcast. And Carl from New Classic Rock in North America is our guest today. He's been on the show before. We talked about the Dorothy Joyous Wolf and Classis Act tour that hit stages across the country earlier this spring. And I'm bringing him back because he does a lot as well with promoting new bands, new albums, new releases, pretty much probably more than we do in terms of talking about and posting about new albums that are coming out. Um, and what's coming out and the upcoming stuff and does a great job. He's got a great following on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, bands love him. Bands love him when he, you know, pulls his charts and, and shows the numbers of what bands are doing. And, uh, I'd like to welcome in him back to the hook rocks and this episode. What's happening, Carl? How are you? I'm doing great. Always great to talk about new bands and new rock. Absolutely, man. This is going to be a blast talking about who we think going into next year is really poised to make a move in terms of popularity or who's got really a lot of momentum now going into next year. That's really going to separate themselves. Um, as I mentioned, there's a lot of new bands that we talk about. There's a lot of new bands that you talk about. And it's interesting to see their growth from when we first started talking about them and where they came from to where they're going and what, what's going to happen. Where we hope what's going to happen I think the audience is growing with rock slowly, but surely it is slowly. Um, I think there's, 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 there is still that frustration where we want it to be as popular as ever, but I think it's in a good place nonetheless, even though it's not mainstream. And even though I don't think we really want it to be mainstream, if you look at mainstream music now and look at the crap that's coming out and look what they're trying to define as rock music, we don't want rock music to be mainstream if it's going to be controlled by that we can still have an underground movement of great new bands and artists that really stay true to what rock is about rather than trying to define it because of an attitude because of whatever because there's so much great talented music a great talented artists coming out making new great music that it seems like the music is ours, as Nick Reese said on the on a previous episode, that the music is ours and we should enjoy that. And he's right. And uh, we're probably going to mention that band here, too, as well, uh, going into next year. But, Carl, thanks again for uh, for joining me. 
Absolutely. And, and something you said about that, you know, momentum and following and talent and all that stuff right there. That's, I have probably like 50 bands I could talk about that I know has stuff coming out that I'm excited. I'm excited about stuff coming out. But I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about 10. And uh, so some of the things that I look at when I was thinking about these bands is like, you know, have, how long they've been around, how much momentum do they have going into next year? Or do they have something coming out? that's going to be able to give them that momentum. What kind of following do they have that could really push them as well too already? Do they have the talent? Are they not, are they more than just a niche? You know, because there are some bands that just kind of have a kind of a niche following, have a niche, you know, a niche part of rock that they do. Uh, and also do they have the opportunity? Are, you know, are they going to, have they had the opportunity that, that's going to propel them? And do they have the opportunity as well too? And what I mean by opportunities, can they get on a good tour? Can they get on a, uh, into good venues? Can they, you know, be in those places where they need to be to get that kind of exposure as well? Yeah, that's a great point because we do see a lot of these young bands touring with legacy acts. And I, I think it depends a lot on which legacy act you're touring with because a lot of these tours don't have the impact that you would think would would be if if the, you know back in the day like in the 80s when you know we grew up you know if a young band came out with a band that was all over MTV like if they toured with a Bon Jovi or if they toured with a Motley Crue and you opened up for them you were really going to catapult yourself into a wider audience unfortunately classic rock bands as we've talked about a lot on this show most the majority of them because there are still ones that do like to listen to new music. We have two people that are on this podcast, myself and Carl, who are two of those people that love listening to new music. But for the most part, they don't really want to listen to new music. They don't really want to bring a new band into their comfort zone. They're happy listening to the same five bands or however many bands they listen to. So when a new band goes out on a tour, it's a great opportunity to get exposure. And I suppose they do pick up a few fans at each show. But in terms of the impact, like what it used to be to what it is now, it's not, it's nowhere near what it used to be. However, there are some new bands that are really gaining a lot of traction with younger audiences and especially the college age and, you know, the, the juniors and seniors in high school that are coming to see these bands you know, I think of bands like Dirty Honey. I think of bands like Greta Van Fleet, Mammoth, um, The Struts. All these bands, when you go, when I first started seeing Greta Van Fleet, it was all people my age. Now when you go see them and you see their TikTok videos and you see what's happening, their audience is largely now young people, which is great. Whether you like them or not, you want them to succeed. You want them to bring other younger bands on tour of them. And credit to them, they're bringing bands like Crownlands, who's another great band from, from Canada that uh, is absolutely phenomenal. But those are the bands. Dirty Honey is is really built a foundation. Mammoth, of course, we all know who Wolfgang is, but his music is able to stand on its own and is creating a lot of, of momentum with, with new rock. Um, the Struts, if you've never seen The Struts, I mean, their show is absolutely incredible. Luke Spiller is an absolutely great frontman, and they've got a great sound that's kind of borderlines on pop, you know, so or old school pop, I should say, not new pop music, because new pop music is something of its own. But those those bands are really able to to draw those young people in, 
And those are kind of moving on outside that new wave of rock, right? That new wave of classic rock or new classic rock in North America. So now who's coming up next? Who's coming up? And that's really what we're talking about. These these 10 bands that I'm going to talk about and the 10 bands that Carl's going to talk about, there's no ranking. There's no band that's, you know, this is the one band versus, you know, band of the 10 who, well, we'll see what happens. These are the 10 that we think are really going to step forward in the new year. And we also may mention some other bands too, as well, that maybe didn't make the 10, but we still think highly of, and we still think are going to, are going to step forward in 2023. Right. And I, and mine are in alphabetical order because there's no, uh, wow. no ranking whatsoever on that. Cause I didn't want to. I got you with the alphabetical <laughs> order. And then I've got Chris with the spreadsheets. I'm like the most <laughs> unorganized person that talks on this show. No, no, it's in a spreadsheet, just in alphabetical order. Though. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> More spreadsheets. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't keep track of any of this stuff without a spreadsheet. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of information. Uh, but I, I'll start it out though. And, and actually, you brought up a good point though, you know. And there are a lot of bands that are established right now. And you have your Blacktop Mojos. You have your Dirty Honey. You have your Greta Van Fleet. You have your Goodbye June. You have your Dead Daisies. You have Mammoth out there as well, too. The Black Moves have been doing good things over time as well, too. So there's a lot of good bands that have, you know, they've got a nice following out there. They do pretty well out there. They have some pretty good pretty good sized venues out there, um, you know, doing headlining tours as well, too. So that's some good stuff. So I, but the first one, and this one is a, I, I know uh, half the people in the group council are not going to want to hear about this, but uh, it, but it goes into what you said about, you know, touring with legacy acts. And sometimes it does propel them. And sometimes it does give you a leg up and it gets people talking about you. And I've seen, I've seen plenty of people on social media talking about classless act all over the place because they were on that show. And yeah, they started out. And then I remember, and I, Tuck Smith even said something to that effect where he said, you know, he goes, I, I had really mixed feelings about that tour because I was going to be on there, you know, for 15 minutes. I think he, I know he meant probably 40 minutes, but he said, but that's the idea. You're going to be on there for a short amount of time and you'll probably be there sometimes before the door is even open. And how many people are going to see you? Well, enough see you and enough write, people write about it because you see their comments on social media, whether it was on Facebook or whether it was on Twitter or whether it was on Instagram. It's like you see, hey, I saw you open up for so-and-so. And, and not only did they open up for, uh, you know, Motley Crue and Def Leppard, but they also interviewed, uh, opened up, as you mentioned earlier, for Joyous Wolf and Dorothy as well, too. So they, they've had two nice tours that have given them a lot of eyes. And yeah, they put out an album. What was it uh, middle of uh, middle of this year, back in June? A good album. You know, they have a nice mix. They have a nice mix. They have people from California. They have people from Texas in the band. Uh, and they've developed over short now. The band has been around a little while. I guess uh, before they had a uh, Slash's son in there on drums back in the day. He's not there anymore. They picked up the uh, picked up with a Chuck McKissick from a. Uh, um, from a punk band that was local as well too. And, and they've gone on tour. And that's one thing they say, I think on their uh, website, they tour all the time. They are constantly out on tour. And that's part of the reason why I think people are going to have something to look for because they're going to be available. They're going to be around. You're going to have an opportunity to see them. And because they're, they are pushing so hard and they are touring so much, there is that opportunity for them to get out there and do something in 2023 as well too. And, and look, they have a front man, who is a great front man, a guy who can sing and a guy who puts on a show, you know, so there's, you can create buzz that way as well, too. They have good songs. They have talented singers. They have talented musicians in the band that, and they've also developed a nice, uh, and the label seems to be behind them. They have good management as well, too. 
Um, let's see, what is it? They're doing a great job on Spotify. They have something like 60,000 monthly listeners doing a great job on Instagram. They have about 20,000 followers on Instagram as well, too. Uh, they're pushing it and they're getting themselves out there. They're, they have momentum. They have the ability to do something right now. And it depends on what they're going to do at this point. And you had mentioned the band when we were talking offline, you know, where they did something great in the beginning of the year and then they really didn't do too much towards the end of the year. So Classless Act has an opportunity to do some great things and can really capitalize on the momentum that they've built up throughout this year. I agree. They're on my list too, as well. Uh, and in large part because of that tour. Um, Touring for the stadium tour or being on the stadium tour is a huge move for them. Even though most of the shows, they were probably playing at 10% capacity and less. But still, when you factor in 10, 10% of a 40,000 or 50,000, you know, capacity place, that's still a significant audience. They put on a great show. I've often said that even though they played for 25 minutes, they had the best sound. Because they had the stack sound system. They didn't have really any effects that um, the other bands had. They sounded great. It really picked up well in terms of the stadium. I saw them at Wrigley Field, which is the home of the Cubs. Like you said, Derek Day is a great frontman. Um, they move around really good on stage. They've got a good stage presence. Griffin Tucker, who's been on the show a couple times, one of our first guests way back in the day, is an extremely talented musician, a great guitar player. Um, really happy to see him in the band. I think he's just like 19 or 20. Yeah. He's 21 yet. But I, the I album think I might have seen that he had his birthday recently. And I maybe I think it was his 21st birthday, actually. Could be. Could be. Like yeah. in the last few weeks. Right. So they they put on a great show. Um, I also had the pleasure of seeing them at that Dorothy Joyous mm-hmm. Wolf show that they opened up for. Of course, Dorothy, you know, great things have happened for her this year too, as well. Uh, but they put on a great show. So they, they do have a lot of momentum and, and they think they just released a tour of a lot of clubs and small theaters in, uh, in the States. And, you know, there's going to be shows where there's less than 50 people there on this yeah. tour, right? But the majority of them are going to be, are going to be packed or not packed or close to capacity. They've got good management behind them, which is great. They've got good songs, good music, but they're going to start really putting in that grind of the club tour, the small theater tour, and they're going to really kind of have more of a grassroots type of approach now at the end of this year going into next year, which I think is going to benefit them in the long run because now people are going to settle in and see them and they're going to figure out what they're all about and they're going to hear their sound and hear their songs. And I think that's really going to, you know, propel them into, you know, another step, another level moving forward. I don't know if they'll have, a new album out next year, but they'll probably have a new album out the following year. And what you said too, they're going to be touring constantly, which I've brought this up before. If you, if you're a newer band or a new band starting out, if you want to model yourself for a band that has really done a lot on their own, it hasn't been around, you know, probably less than 20 years, probably 15 years is really when they started to really kind of gather an audience. That's Blackberry Smoke. Blackberry Smoke has a great business model. They tour constantly. They're on tour 150 to 200 dates a year. Probably more. I'm I'm just using that, you know, conservatively. They have their own merch company. So everything they make, they they goes directly to them. Um 
they 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 crisscross this country. They play Europe. Um, I don't think they've been to South America or Japan or any of those places, but they do some shows. They do about a month, six weeks in Europe every year, and they're on tour and they bring in what is important to survive. They bring in money through their merch and through their playing, and they've got a great reputation as a great live band. So if if you are a new band and you're listening to this and say, man, what do we got to do? Look at what they do. They've really done it. And you can also even say Whiskey Myers is also pretty comparable to them, too, because they tour a lot. Yeah. And that, and they built their following. They, they went from small clubs to bigger clubs to small theaters to mid-sized theaters to, you know, playing at capacities anywhere from four to 10,000 to 12,000. So you got to get out there and you got to tour. There's a lot of bands out there that have been releasing great music but really haven't done much touring. And I hope that changes for them because I believe good music should always be heard. And um, that's the band that I would always model myself or I tell other bands to model themselves like with Blackberry Smoke. Yeah. Yeah. And Hey man, I love seeing bands in small venues. Love it. Love it. Love it. I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong. A big giant arena is nice and it's fun. There's a ton of people there. There's a buzz and there's an energy, but man, seeing a band in a smaller venue, it, it, that's, I don't know. That's for me, that's some of the best way to see a band. Absolutely. And it, you can't, and you can't wait until they get really, really popular to do that. Cause they're not going to be in those venues anymore. Right. You know, that's the, the catch 22 on it. And you get to meet them too. Yeah. After the shows, a lot of them are at the merch tables, signing autographs, shaking hands. Black Moods that you mentioned um, is great at doing that. You know, they've had a, a phenomenal year with their new album. And uh, I've seen them a handful of times now. And they, man, they are friendly. They're out there, you know, after the shows, talking with people. They've got a, a fan for life with my son, who I think was 15 or 16 when he first saw him. And man, they were like taking pictures with them and they were talking with them. That's what new bands need to do. And, and yeah. if you're not doing that, you need to get get over whatever um, your comfort level is and, and get out there and, and meet meet your folks, meet your fans. You know, it's like, you know, the accessibility thing, that's, a, that's actually an interesting point because uh, some of that is done, especially because it's available now it's through social media. So, I mean, you, but it's, there's a cat, there's also a catch on that one as well too, because if there's a TikTok or Instagram and you're doing your reels and you're doing your videos and things like that, content's hard to come up with. It, I mean, it's not easy. And, you know, and, and some of these things they're expecting you to do content every day in order to keep on following you. That's hard, especially when you're trying to develop new music and you're on tour as well too. You can't do the same thing over and over again. You can't do a fit check or whatever they, you know, whatever else somebody else is doing, you know, every day. Uh, it's hard coming up with content. So the interaction is going to have to be not just watching, but reach out to the band. I guarantee you, I'll bet you the great majority of these bands will answer you if you ask them a legitimate question, not just like, hey, what's up every day. But if you ask them, hey, you did this or you did that, they'll probably answer you. Uh, Absolutely. So they, yeah. And then, so the ones that don't, to that point, the ones that don't, they're, you know, they're shooting themselves in the foot, but it's it's out there and you can do it. They'll probably answer you. Yeah. The evils of TikTok, you know, <laughs> most bands will tell you they can't stand it. Yep. But un unfortunately, it's become a necessary evil because that's how you gain followers and that's how you gain you know, an audience these days. And, and um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that most bands 
would rather be writing and performing music. And then some <laughs> of these bands, you know, they got to do like this cosplay stuff and it's just, you know, it's just not what they signed up for, but they got to get used to it and they got to do it. Um, and, but I think things are going to be changing with TikTok, to be honest with you. If you've read some articles over the last few weeks of, uh, you know, especially, there are some states that are banning state employees from yep. having it yep. on their phone because it is used as a, uh, a tool to gather information for China because it's developed in China. And I think as more and more states become aware of what this is about, I don't know how long TikTok's going to be around. I, I think this is going to become an issue as we go further and further down the road with this app uh, and what it's doing. I mean, the UK, as we talked about when Christian Eagle was just on the show recently, the UK sued TikTok for accessing data from users as young as eight years old. And that's illegal in the UK. There should be more protections in the US for that. And I don't know why there's not. I don't want this to be a, a rant on that, but I think regulation is coming with that app. Yeah. I think it's coming because there's been legislation proposed. There's been committees convened on to, to talk about it because it's a tool to gather information. And I'm not being a conspiracy person. It is the truth that China is using the data that they're collecting to find out where people go, how they interact, what they react to. It's it's very it's dangerous with the amount of information that they're collecting. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens to this app within the next two, three years. Yeah, I'm just upset that my phone listens to everything I say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mentioned that in a previous episode. My my son asked me because you and I are both college football fans. He was like, Dad, what's the biggest college football stadium? And I thought it was Neyland Stadium in Tennessee or it was Ann Arbor. I wasn't sure which one was which. And they, I know at one point they were both at one point the biggest stadiums in college football, but there's been so much expansion. So I went on my phone and I put is I put I typed in what is and it completed the sentence. The biggest football college football stadium, and I'm like, I, I got chills. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like that's nuts. Yeah, I, I mentioned. Uh, uh, my wife had mentioned to me something about uh, was it a uh, uh, chicken parmesan, and I was like, yeah, yeah, no. And uh, I go, yeah. She goes, I wish there was something that you know where it didn't dry it dry it out so much. And uh, on my feed on my phone, I go I, I picked up. Uh, I can't remember which social media it was. There was a, a recipe for chicken parmesan that came up in the feed. And I was like, that's bad, man. That's that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Not right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's scary. I don't want to get off into talking about that, uh, uh, about food and everything like that. So let's yeah. just, uh, I'm sorry about that. I'll, get, I'll bring this back on top. Now, now I got a taste of uh, for chicken parmesan. So thanks. There you go. <laughs> who do you got next? All right. Uh, actually, you alluded to them earlier that uh, and, and it actually – because I thought I thought that was such a such a great pairing. Uh, look, Greta Van Fleet is the uh, the big the eight hundred pound gorilla of new rock out there, a new wave of classic rock, and they brought Crownlands on with them with their tour, and that fit. I think that fit Crownlands so well, and the social media was buzzing about that. There's a lot of people who were saying, "Man, I saw you open up for Greta Van Fleet." And thing that you mentioned too is that there are a lot of people who are in their teens and twenties. That are at the at Greta, at the Greta Van Fleet shows. That's who's on the front front part of the stage right there. That's who's going to the show. 
I know my son went to go see them with his girlfriend, and they brought a group of like 10 or 20 with them as well, too. Uh, Crownlands, you know, they have an opportunity. They have they have built up some really nice momentum. And I, I think, you know, and they talk about a lot of, about how much Rush is an influence on them, among other bands as well, too, because I know they've said something about Yes. They've said something about King Crimson. They said uh, about Genesis. And they mentioned probably about 20 or 30 bands that have been an influence on them, too. But Rush has been recently more of an influence on them. They did that tribute to Neil Peart. Peart, I try to say that right. Uh, don't want to upset the ghost of Neil, but, um, uh, you know, and they, you know, and they've been around for, was it, they, they've been releasing albums, EPs, you know, for the last six, seven years. Uh, but they've got a nice amount of momentum from that Greta Van Fleet. And I just want to see what they can do with that this year. Uh, I, I wonder, and I, I've even talked to my son about this too, is, you know, is, uh, is two, having only two people on stage going to hold them back as they get into bigger venues? Because it'll look kind of odd, but you know the guitarist there, uh, Kevin, he's all over the place. Uh, but can they keep going though? Can they? You know, some people see it as a novelty act. I don't think so. I've seen what they could do with two people, and they put out a big sound. And it, and I think I read an interview where they said they're not opposed to having a third person in the band, but it's not really something that's on their radar right now. They are an interesting band. They're they're a fantastic band. They're a two piece. And my question about people or for people who have seen them live is how do they perform all that stuff live? You know, what was it about? I mean, you, you had a chance to see them. Was it pretty? No, I just saw it. I just saw it. My, I didn't go to that concert. Okay. I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, crowd my son going to that concert uh, with all of his friends. I didn't want to think his dad was in the, uh, in the, in the stadium as well too. Um, and uh but no, I, I've actually watched some of their live videos because I was wondering about that. It's like, what do they sound like live? You know, can they pull it off? And they, uh, you know, doing their own stuff, they sounded great. And then they did, they did a cover of Cashmere, just the two people. And I'm thinking, I've seen how that. Gonna, yeah, how are you going to do a cover of Cashmere with two people? And it sounded outstanding. Uh, and I couldn't believe it. So I, it actually is one of the bands that is on my list for I want that I want to see. Uh, because the sound on that video, and usually, you know, those, you know, shot, uh, iPhone shot videos usually are not all that great. This one sounded outstanding. And uh, it's made me excited to go see them live. I'm hoping to get to see them in a smaller venue. I don't know if that's going to be possible, but, you know, they're, I'm down in Texas. They're in Canada. Yeah, they were just here in Texas, but there was on that, they were on that bill. And also that, that show was in San Antonio and I'm in Houston. Um, so that's a. I'm not really high on making really long trips for uh, for concerts, and that would have been a that would have been a pretty good trip. That's a that's a three hour drive for me. They've got a, a really great sound. I mean, White Buffalo is a great track. Oh uh, yeah, you know the Oracle, really interesting song. Really enjoyed that when that came out too as well. And I even like the context, Fearless Part One. Oh, that's so good. Out with uh, yes, early last year. My son really turned me on to this band, too, as well. He's really into them. They have a lot of complexities in their music. They're extremely talented. They've really, they really do embrace that Rush influence. So yep. if you are a Rush fan and you, you need some, some new music that really you'll be interested in, they're the band that's really, you're really going to gravitate to listening to them. I think in the future, you you may see like what Rush did as they evolve, um, shorter songs and you know complex songs, but songs with 
more hooks in it and stuff like that because I think they're very talented in doing it. But yeah, I agree that they're they're a band to watch out for. They're not on, on the Ten the Night shows, but um, I think that they are definitely one of those bands that is extremely talented, has great songs. I'd like to see them do a full-length album. I know they just released something in October. It has some previous release uh, music on there, too, as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a band. If, if if you just want to be blown away by musicianship and you and you hear two people making this music, Crownlands is, is, is for you, definitely. I, I agree. Well, and I think, you know, they kind of settled on that sound. And you mentioned, you know, that Rush sound. Uh, I think that's where they're going to probably settle more. Because if you hear their earlier stuff, yeah, there's a lot of influences in there. I felt there was like more, a little bit more of a Led Zeppelin influence there in the beginning. Uh, and, and I mentioned Cashmere; they did the cover of that live, not not something from the studio. Uh, but you felt that now they've really more gravitated towards that prog rock rush type of sound mm-hmm. versus that other stuff where they started out. And I think that's probably where they're going to settle. And, and it's great; and they do it well. They do it extremely well. And like you said, great musicians. Uh, great sound, uh, great singing, the whole nine yards. They, they kill it. And the, they just posted something. Jeez, uh, I can't remember where they posted it. I think I, I, think I retweeted it on my uh, Twitter account, too, where they, had, they were putting new tracks down. So they might have something coming out in 2023. Um, and I, if so, I'm going to look forward to it. And I think with that thing that you alluded to there in October, I think that was taking advantage of that Greg Van Fleet tour where people were saying, hey, how, you know, what, what's this about them? And they have a number of EPs and singles out there, but they put everything all into that. It's more of a compilation type of album. Yeah. Give everybody, here's here's who we are. This is what we do. And this is what we sound like. And that, that I think that was a pretty smart little move on their part. I didn't even know what came out, but it was kind of nice that it was just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my next pick after the classless act pick is a band that, I've been rooting for for a long time uh, and want this band to really take that next step. And I think they're finally able to do it. They've had a, a, a lull in content in music that they've been making um, over the past couple of years. And I don't know if it's because of a, a, a record deal gone south. Um, they were on Lava Records. They were signed to Lava Records, which has Greta. And they also have the warning on that. So you would think that this was a great home for them. It didn't work out that way. And they were supposed to release more music than ever before this past year. And they released a cover song and they released one song. The song was absolutely fantastic. And it's a band from Columbus, Ohio. The band is South of Eden. The song was Lone Riders, yeah, which was a fantastic song they released earlier this year. A great band. They used to be called Black Coffee. And I started posting about them, gosh, three years ago, before the pandemic. I was listening to YouTube and I was listening to La Chinga. Oh, good band. Great stoner rock. But they got a new album coming out in 2023. And my algorithm hit Black Coffee, which is now south of Eden. And it was just absolutely phenomenal. And this is a band that I think they're releasing their EP in February. I really hope this catapults them to where they need to be in that conversation of new great rock bands. Because their music that they've released so far, they did release an EP called The Talk, Talk Sessions, in 2020. At the end of 2020, they were supposed to follow that up with a full-length 
2021 and then just went radio silence. So hopefully this is their reintroduction to rock audiences. They're, you know, coming out to, to rock audience. Hopefully they're able to, to get and tour outside of Ohio and in that area that they've been doing like Arkansas and a couple other States. I think they've played Louisiana, but this is a band that you really need to watch. And hopefully, you know, we're finally at that point where the, they can get going with their journey and, and uh, start, start growing their audience. Oh, they're on my list too. Uh, I love South Eden. Great band, great band. Uh, yeah, that, that what is it? Uh, a table of four. That's what's coming out in uh, in February. Uh, so definitely, if, you, if anybody's writing anything down, write that down. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for it. Uh, yeah, it, it, and I, when I saw that they were that last tour that you just mentioned there, when they were going down to Arkansas, Louisiana, I was like, well, that's pretty close. Why not swing by Texas and uh, and come by? Uh, I was supposed to see them in Kansas City uh, a couple of years ago, but that COVID took care of that one. Uh, it was just happened. I was going to be in Kansas City uh, to watch a football game, and they were supposed to be playing the same night. I was like, this is, this is going to be outstanding. What a great weekend. And then it got canceled, I guess, the week before or something like that. So I was a little upset about that. But, yeah, but yeah, too much. I, sh- I shouldn't say too much. That's unfair. Uh, to me, it feels like too much. <laughs> but, you know, when they, you know, they're playing locally, and, they're, and they play a lot of stuff in the Midwest there. And I, I wish it would just kind of dip down and, and they would get the opportunity. Uh, they seem really happy with their – with their new label or with their new management team to help put out, uh, put out new stuff. I'm pretty excited about it. There's uh, rumors going around that after the first EP in uh, February, that there might be something else, uh, another EP coming out later in the, in the year, but nothing's, uh, I can't substantiate those rumors yet. So it'd be, it'd be nice to get, you know, not just one EP, but get maybe something else out there too. I'm, I'm hoping that turns out to be true. Uh, yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed for them because they do have an electric sound. Their oh. singer is absolutely incredible. The band is absolutely incredible. I've had Ehab on a couple times. They've had Justin, the guitar player, on. Um, you you got to root for them because they got a great sound. They really com- combine like it's like a Guns N' Roses meets Zeppelin meets Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's really kind of cool. Um, so let's hope. Let's hope that this is finally their year. I throw a little Cornell in there as well, too. But uh, I, I, the thing I don't understand is why do they not play Barely Knew Her in concert? I, I look at set lists and I never see it on the set list. And that's a great song. It's a great, great song, song, especially with the intro, too. If you throw what is it, Creamer, you throw that in there before uh, Barely Knew Her. That's, it's outstanding. Uh, and I can't understand why that's not played, uh, played live. Uh, do you have a copy of that Black Coffee album? Take one. I do, I do, I do. It's it's a good album. It's a really Great good album. album. Great album. Yeah. Was it Mike has one other song in there I really like on there? No, it's it's uh it's a great album. Uh but you're right. I mean they should be playing that song live because it's a great tune. Great tune. Oh yeah. So uh, that knocks off one of mine. <laughs> so my next pick then is um a band that I've enjoyed listening to really over the past year, and that's Broken Love. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. B-R-K-N, there's no vowels, and it's love, broken love. I had uh, Justin, the singer, on earlier this year. Um, they just put together a full-length album that uh, has some previous release stuff, but it's also got some newer stuff, too, as well. And that's called Black Box. That was released in November. But this is a band to really watch out for. They've got a unique sound. They've got, obviously, some influences that are familiar, but 
Um, I, I I do think big things are upon this band because they've got a great look, they've got a great sound, they've they're unique in what they do sound like. Um, I know a lot of young people are really kind of gravitating towards them. Uh, and I think really the sky is the limit for them as they continue to. Hopefully they're able to get on a bigger tour for 2023. I know they were doing some small clubs and they came here in Chicago. I was unable to go see them that night because I had other, uh, another previous, uh, commitment, but watch out for this band. This band is a, it really kind of has that grungy kind of a little bit. There's even a little bit of like industrial in it with yeah. classic rock. Um, it's really kind of cool. Uh, love the band and, and hope for big things here coming up this year or next year. Yeah, good band. Good band. Definitely. That was probably one of my 50 that's on there as well, too. But not a, not in my 10, but one of my 50. Good bit, but definitely a good band out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So we got three picks, two common ones. And what's uh, what do you got next? All right. Uh, this one, uh, Duraps, which is Jacob Duraps. Yeah, they get a lot, a lot of press from uh, the Van Halen News Report because Jacob Duraps is loves Eddie Van Halen uh, and can cover any song by Van Halen. But they put out a new album in June of this year, and they've you know they've been starting to tour. And I was like, all right, well, do they have the momentum? Are they going someplace? And they're on. And I, I said, okay, I looked at their record label. They're on Metalville Records, which I was not very familiar with Metalville Records. And I looked it up, and they have Lee Aaron on there, and they have some legacy acts on there. They had Foghat on there, and Ugly Kid Joe on there as well, too. And I was like, and I had read that he had, uh, they had produced their own album themselves, except for the mastering. And I was like, well, okay, what's the, you know, yeah, is he getting anything this, uh, from, this, uh, from this label? So I reached out, and I said, hey, you know, how do you like Metalville? And he's like, they have been absolutely awesome with support and help and pushing them to the next level too. And I said, okay, well, that's okay. So we got a couple pieces of the pie there, but if you want to, well, let me just step back for a second. If you want to see a guitar player, somebody who actually goes out there and kills it, watch this kid on YouTube, man. He, I can't even forget. He, he has such a feel for it and can just put pretty much anything out there. Uh, and I, the new album is pretty good. It's pretty good, especially for a first album that you produced yourself. And if you produce it yourself, that means you didn't have a lot of help. I think they got, I think somebody from Night Ranger who's associated with Night Ranger helped them out with one song. And uh, I think somebody else that's in the, in the, that's been around for a while helped them out with a couple other songs. But they put out a nice album with accessible songs. And yes, a couple of them sound a little Van Halen-ish. But for them to take the next step, I think they have to move away from some of that stuff. You can still keep that tone and still sound like Eddie Van Halen as far as your tone goes, but develop that next album. They have some, and they're going to be doing a, uh, so you're going to be doing a Canadian tour and they're going to be doing a U.S. All right. I'm going to be doing a, uh, a Europe UK tour in August of 2023. And look, UK supports rock so much better than the U S does. And that's, you know, if you want to start getting some, uh, some push, that's not a bad way of doing it right there. It's interesting, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on what you just said about the UK really supporting rock much differently here in America. It's so odd that there's so many great bands in the UK that can't get to North America. 
just because of the cost and the travel expenses. It's very expensive to, to tour the U.S. And that's really what stopped me from putting any of those bands on this list is because for them to really kind of get to that next level, they need to really tour America. They need to tour North America. Agreed. Agreed. And it's it sucks because, you know, whether it's Massive Wagons, who's been around for a while now, but, you know, bands like the Dust Coda, Takeaway Thieves, uh, Those Damn Crows. Uh, Revival Black. Revival Black, you know, um, so many great bands, so much, so much great stuff. The Hot Damn, which is this female band that uh, it's got a great, great sound, uh, a great sound that could kind of cross over into mainstream too as well. But they just can't, um, they can't get an audience here because they can't tour here. Now, if they were to get on the Legacy Act tour, like whether it's Maiden or Priest or someone like that, they could probably do it. But until that happens, only one band, you know, from the UK made my list and I'll get to that here shortly, but <laughs> it really, it really stinks that they're unable to really take that next up because in order to really get to another level you need to you need to tackle america you just, i mean it's not a it's not a quote of arrogance or not a thought of arrogance it's the truth i mean look at all the bands that came over you know from britain the blues bands whether it was the beatles stones zeppelin whoever they all broke america yeah and in order for them to really have a sustaining success um, that needs to happen. And it's twofold. Obviously, it's cost a lot of money for them to tour here. And American audiences, for the most part, are just not there yet in terms there's of... There's no support. There's no support. There's no support. Partially is, is rock itself has no support, which is a whole other topic. But there's there's just not enough opportunity for them to come over here unless it's on a tour. Um, before I get in my pick, though, you mentioned also... This band Duraps, which I've I've never listened to, so I definitely need to check them out. What's their sound like? Are they like a throwback to that era it, of party music? Tone, the tones Eddie Van Halen. The, okay. the tone is all Van Halen, uh, and even the drum tone from that is they pick, he picked up that drummer from uh, from Australia, from Perth. Uh, they saw each other on YouTube doing uh, Van Halen covers, and uh, and hooked up that way. And uh, I guess the other they're, they're out of Quebec, uh, in Canada, and. Uh, this sounds good, and he writes he writes some good stuff, and he sings. It's a trio. Uh, he plays guitar and sings, which is challenging, which is something that Eddie didn't do too much. So uh, in that respect, they're a little bit different. But uh, he has a yeah, he has a Van Halen tone. Uh, I think he just got his first Gibson here, not just not, not that long ago. And uh, if you want to see somebody who's just wailing on the guitar, although I would say this, it's with their covers. I don't want to dwell on covers too much, but I saw him do an ACDC cover that he absolutely. His band killed, and it was outstanding. But his own, their stuff. They have one album just released this past June, and they've got a little bit of momentum momentum coming off of that. Metalville seems to be supporting them pretty well. And uh, but yeah, he said they're trying to put together a U.S. tour. Uh, is that something they're working on? It's not done yet, and I hope they do. And I hope they make it down to Texas because that's another band. Because I definitely he's somebody who I want to see play just for the guitar. I, I want to see him play and just kill it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I definitely need to check them out. So I will add that to the list, definitely. Uh, yeah, I um, my next pick is a band that's from the UK. 
that is touring America right now. Oh, they did tour America with Bad Flower. Um, and I forget who the other band was too as well, but they got on a nice bill. They did a, they did a club tour earlier this year that I had, I couldn't make the show in Chicago. I've had to sing around a couple times and that band is the Mysterines. I think with their sound, their sound does connect with a younger audience. Uh, I think the lyric style and the lyrics that Leah writes um, is is very modern in terms of what she writes about and, and the things, the topics that she covers. That bad gig opening up for Bad Flower on a tour because they have really connected with a younger audience. They've got like an updated version of like a whole and, you know, mixed, mixed in with like the pretenders. It's kind of really interesting. So that's a band from the UK that has been able to come over to America, do those small clubs. And let's face it, those club dates probably didn't have the biggest audiences in some certain shows, right? But they just did the grind. They, they came over and I don't know how they financed it or how they got the money to do it, but that parlayed them into a nice tour with two bands that have been able to connect with a younger audience. So the Mysterines, they just released a new EP too as well, follow up to their album that they released earlier this year. And you can stream that. I think you can order it on their website. But um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a phenomenal band. Leah Metcalf is the singer. She's got a great voice. She's She's got that angst that she has um that i do enjoy all all these things which is the ep that they just released here in october and that was a follow-up to their album reeling which they released in march so they're producing a lot of content they've got a lot of momentum coming on or going for them in the new year and this was a band that three or four years ago that a mainstream publication like enemy which is not something that i read because i just don't really care for the music they cover but pick them as a band to watch out for and this is a big industry publication now obviously the the pandemic kind of skewed that but they've got great music check them out maybe it's not for people my age but put this on when your kids in the car and uh they may think like what is this this is actually really cool so check out the mess mysterines yeah, I, yeah, I had actually listened to them a few times, and I think you guys have posted in, uh, in the uh, in our chat as well too a few times. And I, I remember liking it. That's, that's one of the unfortunate things for listening to so many new bands is that I don't get a chance to go back a lot of times and listen to the different bands. I think I was telling you earlier. I think my two uh, my twenty twenty one rap said seven hundred eighty bands I listened to, and then my twenty twenty two rap said I listened to nine hundred eighty three bands, which is not as many as uh as Turbo, but uh. Uh, but it was a, it's a pretty good number. I just, it's, it's tough to keep on going back. And as you're looking for new bands and trying to hear, you know, you listen to a whole album. I think I'm only halfway through my 2022 uh, album rankings for the year. So I have a lot of work to do there as well, too. But yeah, I remember listening to the Mysterines. I remember liking them. Good band. Yeah. Yeah. So watch out for them. Who you got? All right. Next one. Band out of, uh, well, I guess they're headquartered out of, out of Florida. But uh, they're from all over from the southeast. I guess one guy's from South Carolina, one guy's from North Carolina, another guy's from Alabama. Uh, just put out an album this year, and uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, I had uh, a couple of the guys in the band from from a different. They were in a band called New Year's Day, but this band, which is more modern type of modern modern hard rock, but this band is really more of a 
a, a modern version of a 80s hard rock band, 80s metal band, even for that matter, too. I mean, it's just it's an updated version. It doesn't sound dated at all. It sounds new, but it sounds like it hits you just the same way. And that band's a gunshine. And uh, vocals are great. The guitar playing is outstanding. Drums are great. Bass is great. Uh, I played. Uh, so we did this. Uh, I was at this party. And uh, one guy says, all right, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to play this game. Everybody has to say a uh, a video to watch on YouTube. We're going to play that video, and that's going to be how we're going to do our music for the for the party. And I said, all right, play Gunshine. Uh, feel all right. I put that on. Everybody just got quiet at first. One guy goes, wow, that's really strong. Uh, it got a great – it got a great uh, – it just hits you. I mean, it, it hits you really nice. It's uh, – a it's a band. It's one of the top bands that I'm really looking forward to seeing live at some point because I feel like it's going to be a great show. Uh, the videos look good. The music sounds great. Uh, and it's a little bit of a throwback, but it doesn't sound old at all. It sounds new. It sounds modern. Gunshine. I, that's another one I need to check out. I've, I know I've listened to them here and there, but I haven't really sat down and kind of just focused on them in terms of what they're, you know, what music they have. So. That's on the uh, that's on the list of things to do for sure. They have a new EP that's going to be coming out sometime early in 2023. I think there's not a date yet, but I'm so I'm assuming early means first half of 2023, which I'm looking forward to. And after that, there's hopefully supposed to be some touring after that as well too. And I was uh, I was putting in a big word with them saying, hey, you know, come down to Texas, please. Uh, and uh, he had said, yeah, he's been, to, I think I must have been talking with uh, with the guitarist, uh, Austin Ingerman, because he's like, yeah, I can't, or maybe with the drummer, because they're both from New Year's Day. But he said, yeah, they've been down, they've been down there before. And I think they played the House of Blues before. I think uh, Sydney Taylor, who's a friend of the show, uh, she did an interview with them back in uh, in 2020 as well, too. Uh, so it's, uh, they COVID kind of pushed them back as well, too, because I think this album was supposed to come out earlier. Uh but it came out this year. Yeah, that's the case for a lot of bands. So yeah. I will definitely uh, give them a listen. I need to check them out. My sixth pick, um, again, it's not ranked, but the sixth band that I, I'm going to talk about here is a band that just released a new single this past Friday. And it's a band that I've enjoyed listening to for a while. And it seems like they keep getting better um, with each song that comes out. And they do put out a lot of content. They had an album come out in 2021 uh they've got a great social media presence they followed that album up with five new singles this year and they've got an album coming out in the first quarter it's a band that's really starting to gain some traction and it's a blues-based band um and that is bourbon house Good I, like bourbon house. Um, I had a i had the opportunity to see them open up for the black moods along with naked gypsy queens and i had a medical issue like hit me like a week before and just was not able to make it. I've seen them a couple times. I saw them up here last year when they came and they played uh, Joliet. And I saw them God, years ago at some place in, I want to say like Racine, Wisconsin, before they put anything out. I think they maybe had a song or two on YouTube, um, but they are a great band that just, is finding their sound and taking the next steps that are necessary to get there. And I envision this band, you know, having that style or that audience that like, like a Blackberry smoke, 
does. And I mentioned this with Jason on the show last week that, you know, are they going to play arenas and, you know, big theaters and blues rock is just, it's not going to happen with a blues rock band, you know, unless they get a break, you know, with a, with a big band or a, a song in a commercial or something like that. But they can have a nice career, you know, playing those mid-level theaters, small theaters, um, and just touring, just constantly touring like that Blackberry Smoke. If there's a band that really, I think, I believe, in my opinion, follows that Blackberry Smoke model, I think, man, they can build their audience up to something really, really cool and have a really cool following, a loyal following, because their music is really starting to find its legs. Um, and they're really starting to find their sound. They know they've had some people come in and out of the band, but when you look at the music that they've released over the past year, along with the album, they just released their new song, 20 to Life. But they started the year out with Resonate, High Road Gypsy, Blue Magic, Out for Blood, all great songs. And each song, in my opinion, keeps getting better. And, I, and it makes me excited when I know they're going to release something new. Because I know how hard they work. I know how bad, you know, Lacey and Jason have, how, how, how bad they want this and how bad they want to, you know, have success. And I think they're on that road to doing it. I, I wish them nothing but the best and, and I hope they continue to put great stuff out. And I think they will. And I know they're in the studio now and hopefully they'll, hopefully that album comes out sooner rather than later. Well, you know, the only reason why they were not on my list is because I know you and Jason just talked about them just recently, and I thought they would be on your list as well, too. Uh, but yeah, 20 to, right. Life, uh, 20 to Life, uh, that's actually my favorite song they've done so far. And I like some of their old stuff, too. Too High to Care, I like that song. Uh, 20 to Life is actually, I think it's the best song they've put out so far. It's a good song. Uh, I really I like, like that. Their, I like their Linda Ronstadt meets Black Crows type of feel on their newer stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a good sound. That, 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 you know, Linda Ronstadt makes the Black Crows, and there's some Stonesy type stuff in there too as well. It's awesome. It's really awesome. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting to see where they're going. And a guitar tone. I think as they get better production on their albums as well too, it sounds better and better. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, no, I enjoy. I enjoy listening to them. It's a good band. Really good band. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, for mine. Uh, this one's going to take one off your list, I think. Yeah, I think you uh, mentioned this before. But I think this band has been, man, I just, they've been on the precipice. I feel like they should have already hit. Uh, I, you know, they're that good. Uh, and there's so many good things going for them, too. And they work so hard with Joyous Wolf. Uh, just, ah, uh, just such a good band. Such a really good band. Uh, with good sound, too. I mean, you know, Blake Allard, the guitarist. That guy is outstanding. I mean, every time I talk about him, I know we talked about him and we talked about the concert review, and I couldn't say enough good things about him, but the guy's great. And Nick Reese, I don't think anybody works harder than that guy does uh, as a front man up on stage. I mean, he's he's trying to create a buzz. He's doing what a front man's supposed to do, and he's working hard to do it as well, too. Uh, you know, and, and you talked about accessibility after the show. The guy's accessible after the show, too. He'll talk to you. You know, he wants to interact with you as well, too. And, and I'll tell you, you know, you read his interviews and that guy, and I think you've interviewed him as well, too. You know, he feels everything, man. I mean, and that's what you want. Somebody who's, you know, who's singing. You want somebody who's feeling what he's singing. 
somebody who's feeling what he's writing about too in the lyrics. And this guy does. He's giving you everything. He's giving you everything he's feeling and thinking about. And he's putting it out there for you. So if you want somebody who wants to, who's trying to connect with you and connect with the crowd and connect through his music, these guys are all doing it. Uh, and they deserve to have a big year. Now, they've got some stuff coming out in 2023. Uh, when it's going to hit, I don't know, but it's supposed to be coming out in 2023. Uh, and uh, I'm excited to hear it. I want to hear it. People, you know, I, I was, when we saw them live, I was a little bit upset that the crowd wasn't as into it because the crowd wasn't all there. They were there to see Dorothy. So the crowd hadn't all filed in yet. I, I wanted to have a full venue for Joyous Wolf because they deserve it. And and I think they got big things. If they put out this new album in 2023, I think big things are going to happen for them in 2023. 100%. I absolutely Absolutely agree with everything you just said. There is a level of authenticity with this band that I think sets them apart from a lot of bands in terms of how they feel. Like they feel their music. You look at Blake Allard, who you just talked about, has his eyes closed. He is lost in the tone, lost in the notes, lost in his playing. And he, it just overcomes him and. You just, you, you see that. And it's like, there's this passion that he has without saying any words, without, with just how he plays. You look at the rhythm section with Greg and Robert, who are yeah. just extremely tight and, ex- and really the backbone of the band. I mean, they really drive the, 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 the train with their sound, uh, with their, with the way they play off of each other. And of course, Nick who has put himself in a position where you can call him one of the greatest or the greatest frontman of this modern period of rock music. The guy has a James Brown, I mean, <laughs> Eddie Vedder type of style to him. That's really interesting. Um, when I saw him in Chicago on the, on the Dorothy tour, they had a near capacity crowd and they won the crowd over. The crowd was loving them. And I was, it was so great to see that happen because I had seen them at a couple other shows where, you know, the crowd was just, eh, you know, it was, it was, you know, and, and that's kind of the, the thing that a lot of these bands who do the grind have. When you saw them open up for Dorothy, when I saw them open up for Dorothy, it was like, so much energy had been infused in this band and they were just, they, they stole the show. They were, they were fantastic. Um, accessibility. You're absolutely right. I've, I've had all four guys on the show. I've talked with all the guys after the show. Nick is a great guy. He's a great, um, it's a great dude. Um, he's got that chip on his shoulder that I mentioned that, more, yeah. frontmen, more front men need to have in this new era rock. He's got that swagger where he's got a big set of balls between his legs and he's like, he's, he's coming to get you. You know, he's coming to get you. Like that's the old school mentality. He's, he's got that take no prisoners, fuck off type of mentality. And I love it. And I wish more front men would have that type of, of attitude. He's got a swagger unlike any other. Front man that's out there right now. 
Um, I cannot wait for this album. I've been waiting for this stuff to come out. Um, they've got a story to tell, and I'll let them tell it once it comes out because um, I think it's going to be really interesting, and it's going to answer a lot of questions for their fans when uh, when they do put it out. But I am I am hoping for big things for them because they are a band that, like you said, is so damn good. So, I mean, great songs. And when you think about getting a tour with Dorothy and they haven't put out an EP since 2018 and they've released two songs since then to get that tour says a lot about who they are as a band and what other people think of them. Right. Whether, what, what their, their competition, what the, what other bands in this new wave of rock think of Joyous Wolf for Dorothy to put them on that tour when they haven't released, they've got eight songs out total. They did some, you know, <laughs> stuff. They've got eight songs. Yeah. And, and, and that was, and six of them are released four years ago. Okay. And one of them, they don't even play in concert. Right. So to have that tells me all I need to know is this band is really going somewhere. This band is a band that I think out of all the bands that I'm going to talk about today will have the biggest leap in audience growth and popularity this year. That's what, that's what I'm, what, what I'm thinking. If, if you want to talk about what I would compare that part of it for the growing their audience, I would look at in 2021 where the warning was and where they are now. I think that's the trajectory for Joyous Wolf. That'd be great. I'm, I think it's their website. They have it. We're on locked. We're locked down right now. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I understand it creates a little bit of a buzz, but not having links to other stuff and other music. I'm not a huge fan of that from a marketing perspective. Uh, I understand they have their reasons, but uh, I, I just it, it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable a little bit because I, I want to see them getting their stuff out there and getting information out there and making themselves accessible through the website. But they have other stuff. He does a lot of stuff on TikTok and on Instagram. Yeah, uh, Nick does. So, I mean, he, he he's out there. And, I, and, uh, and Blake has a big following. I think it's on YouTube as well, too. So, I mean, they... Uh, they get out there. I just, I hate seeing the website locked, you know, as they have it on there. Uh, and I guess that's all part of the marketing. And, and I'm, I want, I wanted to pay off big time. Me too. Me too. I, I can't wait to see what 2023 is going to bring them. Cannot wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, very excited. Very excited for them. All right. What's next? Well, we both talked about Joyous Wolf, so you're up. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, here's the band, uh, uh, more Southern rock, a little bit of soul, a little bit of ACDC, a little bit, not a lot, a little bit, uh, based out of, uh, Kentucky. And, uh, that band is Mojo Thunder. Man, guy's got one of the best voices out there. Was that, uh, Sean Sullivan, a guy can sing. And, uh, I was pressing them to get some information out of them about, you know, what's coming up, man, what's coming up. I really want to hear you guys. I want to, I want to see you guys. They play, I think the thing that's been holding them back is they've been, they play a lot of local dates. I think there's probably not a person who likes rock or Southern rock in, in Lexington or in, uh, or Louisville, uh, that doesn't know who they are. Uh, they, they, they do big crowds out there. Uh, they need to get out of there though. And I, and I say, so what are you doing now? They're going to, they're another band that's going to go through Europe. Was it February through August of 2023? 
And uh, so they're getting their name out there and they're doing the, the big Europe tour. Very excited. That it's, they have it posted up on there and it's not just the UK. They're going all over Europe. Uh, and I said, okay, so that's great and everything. So when's the new album coming out? Uh, you guys are kind of due. You seem like you do something every two years. 2019, they had an EP, Loose Lips. 2021, they had Hymns from the Electric Church, which is a great album. Fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, just that, that man. Uh, as long as they have a uh, fine and and their uh, sets for in, in concert, which they assured me is always going to be in their set list, uh, I, I could just go and listen to that like five six times in a row if they, that's all they wanted to play. But uh, but they're not saying for sure that there's something come out, and they're supposed to be uh, supposed to be hitting the uh, studio here. But I don't even have a date on that as well too. But I'm thinking they're due, so I'm thinking that they are going to put something out in 2023. Uh, I'd love for them to tell me that they are because that'd make me feel so much better. But uh, we're not quite there yet. Uh, I don't think you know they want to. They want to play things pretty close to the vest. I understand that. Uh, I'm just a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit. Uh, what's the word? Anxious? Not anxious. Uh, I'd really like to have some kind of a uh, uh, something tell me that that's definitely going to happen. But great band, great band, and things could big things can happen for them in 2023. I agree. European tour is going to be good. I agree. They're a fantastic band. Love the last album that they did. It was on my year end list. I know Chris Cordetti, who does our year end stuff, had it. I think he had it one or two on his list for year end. Um, but yeah, that's a band that in Lexington, Kentucky, and Kentucky as a whole is really starting to produce some stuff too. Um, definitely, definitely. So yeah, so good things on for them. Hopefully, are coming in the near future. All right, my next band up, I'm going to talk about a band that uh, I think very highly of. Obviously, I think highly of all these bands, but this is a newer artist that I discovered earlier this year that I had the pleasure of meeting in Nashville when I was there at the end of October. Her music is just phenomenal, and this artist in my opinion, can do it all. She sings, she writes great music, and she can shred. Her guitar playing is absolutely phenomenal. I know who you're talking about. All right. She's got she's got a new album coming out, I think, in the first quarter. I think it's done. Um, either that or it's being mixed right now. And I love everything about, about her. I mean, her, her attitude, her mentality, her, her songs, her music. Watch out for Jack's Hollow. Yep. Fantastic <laughs> artist, fantastic singer songwriter, fantastic guitar player. She's got a great way about her and big things for 2023. It wasn't on my list mainly because, again, you and Jason had just talked about her. And I was like, all right, well, this is probably who's going to be on his list. And she is good. Matter of fact, if you did not bring her up, I was going to bring her up anyway as a, as a, my number 11. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, she's putting those posts out there that she's got that album, uh, you know, ready. It's been mixed. It's been mastered. It's, it's getting ready. I'm excited to hear it. She had some really good songs on that, on, on that first album she released out there. So I'm excited to hear this one. Yeah. And she can shred too. Absolutely. And then, and she's another person that's authentic. You were talking about that, you know, the real, you know, the realism that you get from her. She's it's, it's all her going into that. Yeah. 100%. And, and she feels it all. Yeah. And I'm really excited for that album. I think it, I think it has the opportunity to really propel herself 
And 2023 can be a huge year for her. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, she does need to, you know, get on a tour and get some support behind her. And I know she's working on that, but I mean, underdog anthems that was released last year is just a fantastic song. Um, I mean, she's great. She's awesome. And I hope, I hope success finds her because her stuff is too damn good for it not to be heard. It is awesome. And when she has a show in Nashville, I'm definitely going to head down there and, and check it out because uh, she's got a big fan here on the Hook Rocks. She's she's real. She's real. 100%. Absolutely. All right. Wow. I think we're down here to our final uh, three, I think. Yep. Yeah, we're down to our final three. All right. This next one I got. If you are a true fan of Southern Rock, there is not a more authentic Southern Rock, new Southern Rock band out there than the Georgia Thunderbolts. Uh, if if they're in your town and you like Southern Rock and you skip their show, you are not a true Southern Rock fan. I mean, I don't think it gets more real than these guys. Uh, from a Southern Rock perspective, I mean, they're they're really good. They're really good, and they're they're the real deal. Uh, and if there's a, a Southern Rock band for the 2020s that's new, that's it's them. It's them. I mean, it's just they put out really good stuff. You know, they've been around since 2015. They had the uh, EP in 2020. They had Can I Get a Witness? Can we get a witness in 2021? And they're real. They're good. Uh, and they're, I mean, they're all Southern boys from small towns around Rome, Georgia, halfway in between Atlanta and Chattanooga. I mean, they're they're the real deal. They are the real deal. Uh, I got you know, I got a number of their songs in my personal playlist that I play over and over again. They're just they're really really good, and they're going to be uh, they're going to be doing. They're also another band that's going to be doing a. They actually they just finished a European tour September to October. Did really well there. Uh, they're on Mascot Records, so they got some support from the record label. Uh, I wish it could be a little bit more and put them on a little more stuff, but uh, they uh, they're the real deal. And uh, you know, they're due for another album. I think twenty twenty three can be a huge year for them. I had the opportunity to see them with Jared James Nichols um, outside of Chicago last year, I think it was. And Jared James Nichols broke his arm. And oh, yeah. Canceled the show. So they haven't been around Chicago since then. I know they were doing some stuff with Blackstone Cherry, which I think they went to Europe with and did that. But I agree with you. This band just missed my my top ten of who's going to break out next year. They are a great band. In fact, I've even said before on a previous episode that if you look at the history of Southern Rock, you know, from the Allman Brothers to Skinner, this band is where is going to take the the flag from Whiskey Myers and Blackberry Smoke. They're the next in line to be the great next great Southern Rock band that's going to have to do it. Southern rock fans are very loyal. Um, and I think they, they have a fantastic sound. Lend a hand is one of my favorite songs. Um, absolutely. But great love, song, man. Love Georgia Thunderbolts. That's a great pick by, by you. Um, yeah, I, I expect them to kind of keep going and keep growing, um, as they make new music. So I agree with you. 
All right, good, good. Oh, I like them. Love them. And I, yeah, Lend a Hand's one of my favorite songs they do. And also, uh, Take It Slow. Man, I, I dig that stuff. My next pick is we uh, dwindle it down here to three more, or my my final three, uh, is Tuck Smith and the Restless Heart. Uh, I um, Tuck's been around for a while, and he was in a band called Biters, which had some mild success and in, in a, in a, in a good following when they were around. They broke up. They disbanded. And I was disappointed because I discovered them after they broke up. I was like, wow, who's this band? This band is fantastic. And then I'm like buying their CDs. And by the way, if you go on Discogs, their their music is really expensive, except for a couple of albums. But I started collecting their music, and then they broke up. They're no longer. I had Matt Gabs on, who was used to be the guitar player. He's now in this band called The Ravagers, which is a great band. And then Tuck was going to be the opening slot for the stadium tour when it was first announced. Things fell through for a variety of reasons. And uh, he had a, like a three song EP come out that was supposed to be like a teaser for what was going to come out for his new album. And the album got shelved for whatever reason, for, 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 Reasons Tuck knows, and and uh, if he wants to tell that story, he can tell that story. Um, but he came out with this album this past year, "Ballad of the Misspent Youth," which is awesome. This album is so good. If you like Cheap Trick, if you like Thin Lizzy, and if you like T Rex, this has got all those elements to it. It is a smooth album in terms of it's it's got melody that's kind of you can say it's got that cheap trick poppiness to it you know cheap tricks not pop music but it's got those elements like those harmonies and those melodies and those hooks and it's under underneath it all it's got this angst it's got this anger to it that just drives home and just kicks you right in the nuts and i absolutely love it it's a great great album I know he's done some some club dates. He came to Chicago earlier this year again, one of those shows I couldn't make it because, you know, other other engagements. But I want to see Tuck. I can't wait to see Tuck Smith live. If if you you want to hear an album that will blow you away, Ballad of Misspent Youth is is it. I mean, he is awesome. So check that out. I love Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts and his music is is awesome. It's fantastic. Not a bad song on that album. That was on my list as well, too. Yeah. Uh, I got turned on to the Biters by a, a friend of mine who's the lead singer of a band called Voodoo Kitchen. He's like, oh, this band is great. This band is great. And I was like, all right, I'll take a listen. And I was like blown away. I was like, nope, this is a great band. Uh, one of my daughter's favorite bands as well, too. Um, they, uh, I actually did. So if you look at my uh, my header on the, on Twitter, that picture that's on my header on Twitter is from the Biters' last show last public show that they did that was in you got to see them live yeah you're a jerk, um, you're a jerk. <laughs> total so a, jerk man <laughs> <laughs> so you know big biters fan big tuck smith and the restless hearts fan is and again as my friend craig said he goes you know hopefully this band gets the break that they deserve and, and when he says deserves like i don't know i think if you cut tuck smith 
he would bleed poor, pure rock and roll on you. Uh, because I think there's nothing in his body that is not rock and roll. Uh, you know, he, he lives for rock and roll. He's given his life to rock and roll. Yeah, he's the embodiment of rock and roll, rock and roll. Yes. And that's part of the reason why I have that picture up there, too. Uh, the guy works hard. Yeah, and he cranks out good song after good song after good song after good song. You know, all the time. I mean, there's, there's, I can't. Maybe it's just uh, my bias, but I don't remember a bad song uh, him putting out, especially for Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, but even with the Biters as well too. Yeah. Um, But great band. You know, it sounds like he's with it. You know, and actually, I did read an interview where he said part of the reason why the album got shelved was because uh, the band, the group, the 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 label he was with said, we're not going to put out an album unless you're on a big tour. And so when they kept on sitting on the album and sitting on the album and sitting on the album, and he got you know uh, antsy about that, he's like, look, you know, we got to put something out. We just can't keep on sitting on this. And uh, he said, that's it. I'm out of here. And then they pulled him from the, they pulled him from the tour. Wasn't on a tour, no new album. Nothing's going to get released. And that's a shame because there were some good songs that were going to be released on that album that they had played live. So you can hear them live on YouTube. And they're good songs, and it's a shame that they're not going to get released. Maybe, maybe they'll relent someday and put them out there. It'd be nice. I, I wouldn't hold my breath about it though. But yeah, great band deserves to have a big 2023. I think they're going to have a big 2023. Can't wait to get the chance to see them in 2023. You know, he has a nice, he has a nice following on Instagram himself as well too. Ricky Dover, hell of a nice guy. Ricky Dover Jr. I should say, hell of a nice guy as well too. You know, and, and talk about you were talking about accessible. When I saw them with the biters, Ricky Dover was with the biters at that point. Uh, I asked uh, him and Matt Gabs, hey, can you? My daughter loves the biters and she couldn't be at the show because she had to babysit that night and she was going to keep her word. Uh, and uh, and she was so upset that she was missing that show. I said, hey, you know, Ricky, can you do a, a video for my daughter telling her that, you know, you know, you guys are going to come around and she'll be able to get to see you again? And, and he did it. And so did Matt Gabs as well, too. You know, Tremendous guys, tremendous people. They're out there for the people and nobody deserves, deserves it more than Tuck Smith. I agree, man. I uh, love his music. Um, such a, a great guy. We talk a lot about authentic bands and authentic artists a lot during this conversation, whether it's Joyce Wolf, whether it's Jack's Hollow, Bourbon House, all these bands are authentic. Tuck defines authenticity, man. I mean, that guy just has it and he's a purist in terms of rock he's honest he you know he's um like you said man he embodies what rock and roll he is he is the middle finger um that rock and roll is he really is i mean and he can write a write a good goddamn tune too man what a i mean he has a great sense of melody um writes great hooks Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts. If you haven't listened to Ballad of Misspent Youth, the album, it's on every streaming service. Go get the physical copy. I got my bundle. I got my CD, my album, and the T-shirt. And as I'm opening up the package, my my son's looking at me, and I threw the T-shirt at him. I go, that one's for you. So he's wearing his Tuck Smith shirt to high school, um, and that's what you want because his music's awesome. Ain't the Faint is an absolute awesome, awesome song. Uh, my son's worn his uh, biter shirt a couple times at uh, for when he's uh, his band has had a gig. Uh, and people are like, who's that? Who's that? And, you know, he tells them biters, but now it's Tuck Smith. And uh, and uh, actually, he got a uh, he wore that t shirt to a Skid Row concert, and we were up like in the 
first or second row at Skid Row, and Rachel Bowen from Skid Row is like, Spiders? That's cool. And uh, my son was like, holy shit, he pointed at me. You know, uh, <laughs> That's great. My next to last pick is a band that I am extremely excited for. Extremely excited for all these bands, but they really had a great opportunity this year, and they took it, and it worked out even better than they could have imagined. Um, this is a band from Sweden who, like we talked about, it's hard for these bands from Europe and the UK to get over here just because of the cost. Um, they got the tour with Scorpions, and it was Scorpions and Whitesnake with them, and Whitesnake had to pull out because of David Coverdale's respiratory illness, which I don't know if has improved or not. And we very well could have seen already Whitesnake's last show. Well, time will only tell with that. But the band is Thunder Mother. Mm. And um, they were probably going to get a half hour set on a triple bill, which is what most bands get, you know, when they're the third band on the, on the lineup and white snake pulled out and they got close to an hour. They played 11 songs. Nice. Great. And when I saw them, it was a, it's a, um, it's not as big as like a United center, which is where the bulls and Chicago Blackhawks play it. That's about 22,000. I think. This is about 15,000, I think capacity 15 to 16,000. It was 95% full. When wow. they, and they got a great response from the crowd. They really did. And they're looking to come back and tour again in America, which is great. Hopefully they'll do a co-headline tour with another great young band at cl- clubs or small theaters, because I think that's where the next step for them is, is to really kind of, build their own audience but man for them to get this opportunity and for them to kill it because let's face it you know carl these bands from europe and the uk don't get the opportunities they used to and they took it they took advantage of it and they killed it and their last album black and gold which was just released this past year is a must get for all rock bands this is a band that you're going to hear a lot of they've got an old school dirty rock sound and great, Guernica is a great uh, singer. I just had Philippa, the guitar player, on. Uh, but the whole band is phenomenal and can't wait to see what's next for them. Yeah, I've had a chance to see or listen to a few of their songs. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited because, like I said, man, you know, when you have a young band come out and do that from overseas, you can count on one hand in the last five years how many bands from Europe or the UK have been able to tour America? Yeah. That that are like part of that new wave of classic rock, as they call it out there. Part of those bands that a great publication like Emerging Rock Bands covers, which is a great follow if you have a chance to. Um, they're, they're, I'm so glad they got the opportunity because they deserve it. They're, they're a hardworking band. They're very talented. And hopefully more is to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff. Really good stuff. I know Chris will like it that you put that in there. Yes, he will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm down to my last one. Me too. All right. Uh, this is a band I know that you've said a lot about in the past. Uh, and I think, you know, and they have toured relentlessly, relentlessly. I mean, they, you know, I was looking at their uh, tour list uh, the other day that's on their site. And it, I mean, it was, a, it filled up the whole page uh, and they've opened up for some great bands They've opened up for the Foo Fighters. They've opened up for SCP. They've opened up for the Pretty Reckless. They've opened up for Hailstorm. 
Uh, but and, and they've gotten you know, they have a huge following in Central America or Southern North America. I think you know where I'm going with this, but uh, but the warning, uh, great sound. They they do a great job in concert. They create a buzz. Uh, I, I've even had friends because uh, I saw them do their headlining show. Uh, but when they opened up with the Pretty Reckless, I wasn't able to go to that show. I can't remember the reason why. Uh, but I had a number of friends who went to that show, and they were all texting me like, "Do you know this band? Do you know this band? The Warning? They are awesome." And I was like, "Yeah, I know this band. This is one of the bands I tried to get you to go see with me when they headlined." <laughs> uh, uh, and they're like, "Why didn't I go?" I go, "That's a good question. That's a really good question because you could have seen a much better show than then just opening up for somebody else." Yeah, they kick butt. And they tour a lot and they sound great. They sound great night after night after night. And they put on a great show as well, too. And they're, and look, how long they've been practicing together since they were like first, uh, first like, since they first started playing rock band together and they yeah. decided to become a trio. I mean, they, you know, they started out doing the Enter Sandman and then they've done, you know, other covers as well, too. And they killed it all from when they were like six, seven, and nine or whatever. I guess they're all two years apart. But they kick butt, and they also have a, a huge following on. Uh, what, so they have something like three hundred fifty thousand people on Facebook, three hundred fifty thousand people on Instagram following them, another four hundred eighty-five thousand following them on YouTube, and four hundred thousand on Spotify. They've got a nice following, but people still don't know who they are here. You know, uh, and, and they've sold out some shows too at smaller venues. But they can, you know, they've got a lot of momentum going into twenty twenty-three. They could have a huge twenty twenty-three. Absolutely. That's my pick as well. My last pick is the warning. Um, what what more can I say about them that I haven't already? I saw that headlining tour as well at the bottom line here, here, uh, here in Chicago. And for a band that never toured before to come out and do a headline tour of small clubs took a lot of guts. And they did it. They accomplished what they needed to accomplish. They were successful with it. And again, there's that authenticity. It's three sisters that have a love for each other, have a love for their fans, have a love for music. And it comes across in everything that they do. I remember seeing them cover Metallica in on YouTube way back when they were young and just learning about music themselves and learning how to play music. And they were like a sensation on YouTube. Like everybody heard about them and everybody knew about them. And, and, um, they started to release more music and more stuff. And then they got signed to Lava Records, which I believe is the first Latina, uh, led band, uh, to be signed to a major record label, to a record label in America. They're phenomenal. I had, I had an opportunity to see them at Summerfest. In the summer, the same day my son's band was playing at Summerfest. And and that was like three months after I had seen them in April in Chicago. Summerfest is up in Milwaukee. And they were awesome then. And I just remember seeing all the people because, you know, Milwaukee Fest brings in all different types of crowds. There was a great mix of old rock fans. and, And in front of the stage, there was a bunch of young kids. My friend or my son and his friends were down there. And I was just watching not just the band but the crowd and when we were walking out all you heard was that band was awesome from everybody yeah everybody was like they were all blown away they sound phenomenal live they they sound incredible and it's authentic it's real they've had some great tours with hailstorm and the pretty reckless 
No, they did another tour too. I think STP was was one of them. They've got some Guns N' Roses dates coming up in 2023. They've got a huge following in Latin America, in Central America and South America, Spain, you name it, Mexico, of course, where they're from. But what really is going on with them is they are really bringing in mainstream audience because they're interesting and they're authentic and they write good music and they've got... <laughs> For, for young, for young kids, as I call them, because I think I only think one of them is over twenty one now. I think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe two of them, the drummer and the and well, the, just turned twenty two. The Daniela, yeah. So I think um, the drummer Paul is twenty, and uh, Ale is the bass player or Ale um, is eighteen. I think she just yep. eighteen. Just, I mean, incredible. I mean, what more can you say about them? And I think, you know, I think out of all the bands that I mentioned, I think they're all those bands that I mentioned previously are going to have a big step. I think probably Joyous Wolf out of the nine previous have a chance to get into that trajectory of these big, bigger, newer bands. Because like I said, they haven't released music in five years. It'll be five years when they release it. But I think the warning is right on the cusp of becoming what Greta is in terms of bigger audiences, being able to play 20,000 seaters. I think the club days are, are over for them. I think, I think 15 to 20,000 seaters is what is what's up next. Yeah. Look at what Greta did. They did very similar things. They played small clubs and they played the next level. Maybe they play the, you know, the eight to 12,000 places or the five to 12,000 places. And then they do kind of the, the 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 small hockey arenas but they i mean the young people are connecting with them and why not if 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 you want to compare them to a band of what this band would sound like if they released a new album in 2022 if metallica came out with an album in 2022 their first album they ever released it would sound like the warning they are in my opinion the modern day Metallica. Not in sound, not in like, you know, the thrash metal. They don't sound any, anything like Metallica. There's definitely influences there. You can hear it. They have, they have an original sound, but in terms of the buzz and that underground feel, and in terms of, of just the arrangements, they're, 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 the sky's the limit for that band. I'm telling you, the sky is the limit for the warning. You know, was it Paulina, the drummer? Great, yeah. great style, the way she drums. Uh, definitely into it and definitely, you know, putting on a show back there. Uh, Ale uh, does a great job on the bass, has a great groove, and she's out there too. But, you know, Daniela, she does not phone in a song. She is intense and gives you 100% every song. And I love the fact that she's just put, you know, putting it all out there every song. She brings it every song. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if it's on YouTube. It doesn't matter if it's uh, they're playing in a studio. You see that she is 100% into every song. It's awesome. Yeah. And the intensity with, with Paulina and the drums. I mean, man, yeah. she, she kills that drum set. She does. I mean, she hits that, the, that those drums hard when she's playing. And, you know, uh, Ale has got this calmness about her. Um, that is a nice balance with the other two. I'm telling you, they're, this is a band that is going to be big things ahead for them. Um, all these bands, big things are ahead, but they are, 
they are right at the the beginning of superstardom um with with uh with their career. A lot of other bands that we mentioned they have still some work to do, but they've they're right at the doorstep of of being superstars. Absolutely. No, there's a lot of yeah, there's good bands and there's there's good stuff, you know, rock and roll is out there. You know, you shouldn't have to look for it, but yeah, you have to. Yeah. Uh, it's out there. It's exciting to see that there's good bands, new bands out there. Uh, half of the excitement for me is I get to see them in small venues because it is not out there so much, but I'd like to see them get in the bigger venues. I may not like being at that uh, at the bigger venue for a show, but I think I can suffer through that. And I say that uh, sarcastically because it'll still be a good time. Absolutely. It's a great time to see these bands because they're, they do play these small places, these small theaters, clubs, mid-level theaters. Go see them. I mean, everyone's bitching about the ticket prices for this act and that act at these big arenas and stadiums. Guess what, folks? You can go see great music with these young bands and artists that we just talked about, that we talk about all the time on this podcast for a fraction of what these big acts are, are costing, right? You can go see bands for 20, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. You can go out and have dinner, you know, while you, uh, before you go see them because you're not blowing your your life savings on on tickets for Taylor Swift or even Metallica at this point. You know, I mean some of these prices that they're charging are 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 crazy. Are absolutely crazy. The ticket prices for for the stadium tour were nuts. Yeah. Uh, so you can go see these bands, all these bands that we mentioned when they come to town, when they come to your local club or the theater that's a half hour away or whatever drive it is, go see them. You will not be disappointed. If you love rock and roll, take your kids. I'm telling you, like like my son loves rock and roll as your kids do. And I get asked often, like, how did you get him into rock and roll? I'm like, I didn't push it, but every time he was in the car, I would have a I'd have rock and roll playing. Yeah. Van Halen, whether it was Maiden, whether it was Butch Walker, whoever. And I just I just listened to it. So every time he got in the car, he would hear it. He would hear it. And now you know, he's got a guitar, he's in a band, he's got a great uh, record collection, he loves rock music. That's what you need. I mean, pop music and what's popular now in, in, in music is junk. They're trying to redefine rock with, you know, Machine Gun Kelly and, and um, God, whoever else it is, you know. That's not rock. That That's not rock and roll. That's not even close to what rock and roll is. And these bands that we mentioned and the bands that we talk about on the show, the bands that Carl, you know, posts about on his social media, you can go see any of those bands for a fraction of the cost. You can have a good time and you'll have new music and enjoyment and excitement in your life because you found something new that's really good. Absolutely. Going to see Goodbye June for 50 bucks for me and my wife tomorrow. I know. And it, it, uh, I didn't want to talk about it because as I, <laughs> as I talked to you about before, that's one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite new rock band that's, uh, well, they're, they've been around for 10 plus years. So they're not really new anymore. Um, but their last album was great and I want to see them live. I was supposed to see them live in, in Kansas, um, over the summer, but had the medical issue, wasn't able to see them. I love that band. I can't wait for them to play Chicago. They're a band. Their last three albums, their, their last three albums were great. That's the yeah. whole thing about it. They haven't put out a bad album. Oh, the albums are just great. Now, I mean, I, 
I have all kinds of stuff from Magic Valley and uh, Community Inn on my personal playlist that get hit all the time. All the time. My son and I got in a heated debate about Community Inn versus See Where the Night Goes. And he's like, I think Community Inn's a better album. I go, what? What are you talking about? I mean, three chords is an anthem. It's like Community Inn is sneaky good. Sneaky good. So we had this conversation for like 20 minutes in the car and we were, you know, we, you know, we shouldn't say heated, but we were, we were definitely passionate about our thoughts on each album. But the bottom line is we're both big, huge goodbye June fans. It's, it's two good albums. That's the whole thing. It's two really good albums. So, I mean, you could debate it either way. It's one of those things uh, where you could, you know, you could take either side of it and you could probably make a good case. Yeah. I think if they don't play Chicago this year, which my fingers are crossed, I'm actually gonna hop on a plane somewhere and go see him because I can't wait any longer. I'm 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 getting impatient. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, my like my favorite newer rock band has not played Chicago in like three years, and it's just it's bullshit. And it needs to change. So or I I need to go see them. I need to go go I need to go to them um wherever they're playing. So that'll happen this year. You got any other quick ones to talk about? Any other quick bands just to say the name? Yeah, I mean, I think Laura Cox is uh, has got some good stuff. She's got a new album coming out here, or a new EP coming out here in January. Um, she's got some great singles on on, on, on Spotify. She's fantastic. Uh, is it Max Saturn that's uh, yeah. got some good stuff? Giassi. Um, is also a good band, kind of that throwback to that Bowie and T Rex era. They're, they're, that 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 band is really interesting. But they're yeah, Stover actually is playing with them uh, on a one-off type of thing. Or he's is playing he with. Yeah, I think so because he put it on. It's on his website as being part of. He's like it has tour dates and it has the Restless Hearts uh, uh, one, and then it has him with it has Giassi on there as well too. So. I don't know if that's a one-off thing or what that is, or what that is to tell you the truth. I think another artist, a do-it-yourself artist that I've been really impressed with. Um, she's a hard worker. She's incredibly smart and has really learned this business wise beyond her years um, in terms of knowing what to do and, and how to go after it. And she's gotten everything herself. Every gig that she has booked outside of her first gig that she ever did, she's done herself. She's tremendous and i and i hope for big things for her and that's abby k um she's she's um very young in her career she's still developing her sound she's got you know great bandmates with her i was able to see her here outside of chicago really interested to see where she goes um is it going to be that like avril lavigne type of sound and crowd that she's going to go after um i i definitely could see that happening um but she um she knows her stuff and and she's someone that I think is extremely talented and I think she's on that journey where she's uh she's finding her sound and I think she's got a new album coming out next year too as well so can't wait for that. She's working hard. I mean I see her she put she puts a lot of content out there on uh, especially on TikTok. Yeah. And uh she's uh, she's got her plate full. Uh I don't think there's many days that go by where she is not working. Uh doing one thing or another in Nashville. So uh she's got a She's got a lot of things uh, on her plate right now. And, uh, yeah, and I wonder what direction she's going to go to. I mean, it seems like she has a, a lot of, you know, hard rock, heavy metal influence. Um, but it depends on, you know, what audience is going to resonate with, you know, 
with the stuff that she puts out there. So it's going to, you know, it'll be interesting to see where she goes. Yeah. I, you know, I also want to mention, you know, hopefully at some point this year, the former singer of Bishop Gunn, Travis McCready put something oh, yeah. out. Um, I think he's extremely talented, a, a incredibly great singer. I think in terms of singing wise and how he approaches a song, he's got the best voice in the last 10 years. Agreed. Oh, just man, that voice is layered and man, it's got some depth to it. Um, Leilani Kilgore is a great new yeah. artist, great blues player. I, I think some things are, are great are headed for her way as well. But there's, yeah, there's just so many, um, that are out there. Nikki Lane, who I'm going to go see this Wednesday, she's got a great album coming out. Denim and Diamonds and Denim and Diamonds is their new album that I really like her song. It's, um, very kind of Americana type deal too as well. So she's good. Yeah, there's so many, man. There's probably, I'm going to stop this episode and I'm like, oh, I should have mentioned them, but <laughs> there's, uh, there's plenty out there for people to see. So hopefully they go see it. Well, you got, I got Jerry Jane Nichols coming out with a new album here in the first quarter. It looks like Fever Slip, which is if you liked Red Sky Mary back in the day, it's the same lead singer. Uh, they've got a new album that's going to be coming out either first or second quarter of 2023. I want to hear what Fortune Child's going to follow up their first album since they had their whole tumultuous, uh, uh, parting with their drummer. Uh, so let's see what they do without the drummer there for their next album, which is supposed to be cut. Apparently they're tracking right now. Uh, the ex porcelain Hill uh, lead singer and lead guitarist, Darnell Cole and the vibe. He's supposed to be having something come out. I'm kind of interested to hear what that's going to sound like. Um, I want to hear how the damn truth is going to follow up their great album from last year as well, too. The dead deads. I'd like to see what they get with what they're going to do. Uh, the LA maybe gone through some changes and they're doing a big UK tour right now as well, too. I want to hear what, how they're going to follow up. Did, did I hear that right? Did they change their lead singer? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a big deal for them. It is a big uh, deal. Yeah. So there, I, there's like three bands. You mentioned one of them, Fortune Child. You just mentioned the LA maybe. And I would possibly put Naked Gypsy Queens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So those three really kind of started out really hot and they had some changes. You know, Fortune Child changed their drummer. Naked Gypsy Queens lost their singer. They had to replace their singer, as did the LA Maybe. So to see where those three bands go is going to be interesting over the next year or two. Uh, they both came out pretty strong. Or I shouldn't say both. All three of them came out really pretty strong. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. And that's why they weren't in the 10, but still yeah. interested to see what's going to come next. Right. Absolutely. Well, Carl, man, this has been a blast. Thanks for doing this. I really enjoyed it. Hope everybody enjoyed it. We'll do this again next year, and we'll track to see where these bands go and what happens with them. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're right. We'll see. Sounds fun. Let's do it. All right, man. Thank you very much. That is Carl from New Classic Rock in North America. You can follow him on social media at NCR in NA. You can find him on Twitter. You can find him on Instagram and Facebook. Anywhere else, Carl? Yeah, I mean, I have a TikTok, too, but I don't do much on it. Yeah. So those three, pretty much, if you want to learn about new rock bands, he's, he's a great resource. So check that out. And uh, I'd like to thank you for coming on. This has been uh, another episode of The Hook Rocks. This is Jay Scott. Thanks for listening. Take care of each other. Get that Christmas shopping in. We'll talk soon.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 